wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. in Philadelphia, folks. Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for February 1st, 2018. I'm exhausted from my trip to TakeOver and Rumble. I'm sure the fans sitting and home watching the shows can say the same thing between two great shows, TakeOver, the Rumble, two very newsworthy shows with Raw and SmackDown as well. Even 205 Live delivered on Thursday night. So we had a great weekend for WWE fans. Jonathan Coachman is back. We got the Dudley Boys in the Hall of Fame. It's, you know, you really know, you can feel that it's the road to WrestleMania starting right now when that kind of stuff starts to kind of take shape. But, one of the best parts all weekend, the 2018, the 6th annual Royal Rumble game. You got not one, but two winners this year winning free WrestleRant or t-shirts or the, the t-shirts, the, uh, the wrestlers who won the Rumbles, that being Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka, two winners that we will discuss their respective Rumble victories soon enough here on the show, in addition to everything else that happened this weekend. But speaking of the Royal Rumble game, we got last year's winner here on the show for the first time in many months back on WrestleRant Radio, at the WrestleGuy Sal from the Twitter machine. Sal, how you doing today, dude? I'm doing good. Just, you know, enjoyed the weekend. It was a good weekend of wrestling. One that we needed for a long time. So, probably the most excited week since SummerSlam. So. I would say so. And speaking of SummerSlam, I think, don't think I've talked to you. I don't think we've had, we, I don't think we've had you here on the show since before you were at think, SummerSlam. Yeah, what was your, uh... I think it was great. I think it was Great Ball of the Fire that was on right before. Yes, that's, yeah, we did the predictions for that show. Yeah. So, what was your uh, quick experience at SummerSlam from last year? Uh, it was good. It was a, definitely a fun show. You know, um, I never watched it back. You know, people are saying this wasn't the best SummerSlam, but I think being there live definitely helped the event. Um, there were some questionable moments, but overall, I enjoyed my experience, and I would definitely go back to SummerSlam. Well, speaking of which, that kind of leads to my next question. I know tickets go on sale for SummerSlam. I think the pre-sale starts right now. Tickets actually go on sale maybe this Sunday or at some point in the next week. Any thoughts? Any uh, plans to go back to SummerSlam this year? Um, There is, but if rumors are true where Mania is going, then that might be where my money is going. If Mania is going to Philly or uh, back to uh, MetLife or uh, City Field where I'm hearing, I think I'd rather go to Mania. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, dude. Yeah, WrestleMania should be great next year, too. Uh, they'll be in SummerSlam again. I mean, this is the fourth year they'll be there. I'm sure they'll, they'll I'm sure they'll extend their contract with Barclays. They'll do it again for the next 10 years. So you always have your opportunity to do that. Um, but I would recommend, too, it's, it's kind of crazy because for both, actually, it's SummerSlam weekend last year and Royal Rumble weekend this year, um, I had gone to both TakeOver and SummerSlam. SummerSlam, obviously, the main roster shows, they're much higher up in price, even if they're in the same building. Like, I paid way more money to sit in the last row for SummerSlam, and I paid maybe half that, probably less, for takeover tickets to sit even closer. So, if you don't want to put all your money yeah. into SummerSlam weekend, I would totally suggest going to just takeover, and then even if you sit up top for like 20 bucks, whatever it is, just being there for those shows is well worth it, though. Yeah, I, by the time I got tickets, uh, a lot was sold out, so I had to get like a 
middle section, and they were like, you know, like around that two hundred dollar price tag. I mean, mm-hmm. it was my first time going to a pay per view, so I didn't, I didn't, I had a little extra money, so I didn't mind spending it. But, but for one show, two hundred bucks, I had to skip takeover this year. Yeah, no, no, totally. Yeah, spending two hundred and then. 50 or 70 bucks for whatever it might be for takeover would definitely be too much. But yeah, once you kind of go to more shows and stuff, you kind of get a feel for what would be like a good price for a ticket, depending on where you're sitting. And you got to go to like the right websites and shit. There's like a science behind it. Um, but anyway, the Rumble weekend this past weekend, very newsworthy for many, many reasons. Before we get into the Rumble and everything, you know, involving that, uh, takeover on Saturday, takeover Philadelphia. Great show overall, and expect nothing less from the next day. Um, very, very solid show. But what got people talking moreover than anything else was the top two main events, Aleister Black, Adam Cole, Extreme Rules match, Black Emergent Victorious, and the main event, in my opinion, the best NXT match I've ever seen to date, Johnny Gargano, the NXT champion, Andrade Cien Alamas for the NXT championship. Just an unbelievable main event for TakeOver. So from what you saw from the show, uh, Sal, what were your thoughts on TakeOver Specifically, those final two matches with Cole and Black and the main event with Gargano and Almas. I think the uh, matches were great. I think, like you said, I think it was the best match uh, that we've seen at a takeover. Uh, the story, just, you know, Gargano, is like, he's over as, you know, hell. He's, in my opinion, Gargano can be, like, that next, you know, Daniel Bryan-esque character. Like, if he ever does get called up, hopefully they don't send him to 205 Live, but Johnny Gargano just has that personality where... You can't hate the guy. Like, you want him to succeed, but he's always slipping. I think he will get the title one day, but, you know, he's going to have to finish stuff with Ciampa at uh, TakeOver Mania. So, but Almas, Almas is great. Almas, I think, is going to be the next, um, you know, it's what they wanted in Alberto Del Rio that Del Rio didn't have. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and, Al- and then Aleister Black is... Um, gold Alex Black is a star um I was surprised that he wasn't in the rumble but um I thought he was gonna come out but um and Adam Cole obviously is Adam Cole so but they both delivered um and the show like you said was overall stacked it was a good show definitely I mean I was surprised too they didn't include Black but they did involve Adam Cole which was really really cool um in the Royal Rumble my speculation my speculation as to why didn't include Black is because I feel like they want his call-up moment to be, like, a permanent call-up moment, not yep. just like, oh, I'm just going to come in a rumble. Um, so I feel like Black will be getting that call unless he goes for the title, at, which I think that might be the direction they're going, but I think the guy can get called up, like, right after WrestleMania. Yeah, the guy's ready now. If they wanted to call him up tomorrow, they could if they wanted to. Um, but, yeah, the guy is ready any day now. It's just really a matter of whether Vince wants him right now. They have something for him to do. And also the fact that he might win the championship first. but So we'll see. Um, but yeah, the guy's a star. I like that a lot, and I completely agree that with Black, I feel like he's Nakamura Balor level. Like, you know, before people like Neville got called up and Tyler Breeze, people like that would appear on Raw first. They made a few appearances on Raw before they actually debuted as part of the main roster. And it was cool and all. But I feel like for the for the big, big stars... For people like Nakamura and Balor and people like that, their first appearance in front of the WWE audience should be huge. Like, it should be a real newsworthy moment. Um, and, uh, I mean, Black did have that little match on, what was it, main event, like, last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not a lot of people know that that happened, so. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much like a televised dark match, for all intents and purposes. 
It wasn't like on Raw or anything, but yeah, I do remember that. I completely forgot about that. And it wasn't like he's appeared on 205 Live or some shit. And I think he's under the 205 weight limit. I hope he puts on a few pounds so he doesn't go to 205 Live just because I that would be the fucking kiss of death. I think I read that he, last I knew before one of the takeoffs, I, was, I saw that he was like up to 212. Okay, that's good then. So, so I think he did put on a little bit. So I think he wants to skip, but... That would be a huge mistake to throw him on 205 Live. They're already throwing Roderick Strong on 205 Live, so I'm like, ugh. Yeah, well, I mean, that one might be a one-off, though, because I know they put Tyler Bate on there last night, but it might have just been a one-off because I know they're doing the tournament now for the Cruiserweight Championship, yeah. So, which is good. Um, and I like Roddy, so, I mean, we'll see. Actually, no, they really can't put him on 205 Live right now. I mean, I guess they could, but um, I know... I don't want to spoil anything, but it, for those of, you know, for those that haven't seen it yet, but he is going for the United Kingdom Championship. If he could be Tyler Bate in NXT on Wednesday, and he did, obviously. Um, so I mean, they might do that match first, and maybe at the next takeover. I'm not really sure, but um, anyway, yeah, we'll see. I think it's a great move to kind of call up people from NXT for like a one-off, but people like a Roderick Strong or an Adam Cole in the Rumble and stuff like that. Black though, like you said, when he gets called up, with the pop that he's gonna get is gonna be fucking huge, and they should really hold off until. You know, until it really means something like a Raw to WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Like, you didn't see Bobby Roode pop up on Raw or SmackDown before he got yeah. called up permanently, too. Because I think people like that, those elite stars. I mean, almost not to say that he's not a star, because he did great in the Rumble for as long as he lasted. But Black, I don't know, him being in there and only to get tossed out. If he wasn't going to win, then I think it's better that they kind of held off on, you know, having him debut over the past weekend in the Rumble match or on Raw or whatever. Um, but yeah, the main event was... Incredible. Almas and Gargano once again delivering a classic. Um, really, obviously, stealing the show. Where they go from here, I would assume it's going to be Almas and Black, as you had said, to take over New Orleans over WrestleMania weekend for the NXT Championship. Gargano and Ciampa have their feud kind of set in stone. NXT continuing to deliver no matter what. Uh, great show. But the Rumble did give them, you know, a run for their money on Sunday night. I thought overall it was one of the better Rumble shows in recent yeah. memory. Um, before we get off takeover, we had EC3, of course. So how could, dude? So much shit happened this week, and I'm forgetting things. Like I didn't even put down a, like a lineup of things we wanted to talk about today. Um, so like, there's so much shit that happened. I keep on forgetting like stuff like that. But yeah, you are absolutely right. Ethan Carter the third, or just EC3. They're not gonna call him Ethan Carter the third. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they will. I don't know. Um, but he did debut a takeover on Saturday night. Huge moment. It was kind of expected. It was reported for a while, but seeing him in the crowd was awesome. Um, I'm sure we will see our first look at EC3 on NXT starting next week when they tape new content for the show. I don't know if he's going to be a face, a heel, or whatever, but yeah, the former Derek Bateman is back in the company. The guy has come a long way. I think he said it's been something like 1,700 days or something crazy like that since he was last on NXT, and he was released almost exactly five years ago. So the fact that he's back and a way bigger star than he was before is really, really cool to see. Uh, any thoughts on seeing EC3 in NXT cell? I think it's uh, great. Um, I'm glad they're not calling him Derek Bateman because, you know, we all know how that went. But I'm just curious to see if he's going to come in as, like, a heel or a face. Like, I, if he comes in as a face, I can see a Adam Cole um, EC3 program because uh, Adam Cole obviously needs something to do for um, TakeOver and... Um, WrestleMania weekend, or I even thought, if you want, you can, I don't know if they're going to call up Adam Cole, if he has nothing to do with the Undisputed Era, and you can do Balor Club Undisputed Era at Mania, I don't know, because Balor still needs something to do with Mania, but I'm more, into, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with EC3, and I, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Vince McMahon doesn't even remember that this guy was Derek Jamin because he did not remember that Luke Gallows was festive if he had never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I was like, uh, he completely forgot that he was in the company. He doesn't even look the same. He's got a haircut now. He's in way better shape than he was five years. He was always in good shape, but the guy looks like a star. With the suit on, the guy looks like a fucking star. And he's come a long way since his Derek Bateman days. And I was also, you know, it wasn't a slam dunk that he was going to be called EC3. Because for one thing, obviously, it's a TNA name. And they can always call him something else like... You know, like I know Solomonster was saying, oh, Ethan Cambridge the third or something like that. I mean, that would be fine if they want to call him that as opposed to uh, just EC3. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at Cassius Ono. The guy came back as Cassius Ono. They didn't call him Chris Hero. But then again, that name was not nearly as damaged uh, Cassius Ono as Derek Bateman was. At least Cassius Ono, the last time we saw him in NXT, the guy was, you know, one of the bigger stars in the brand before he came back last year. Uh, Derek Bateman was a beyond a fucking loser the last time we saw him five years ago. So I'm glad they're bringing him in as EC3, a name that has some value, some equity right now. Um, so it was awesome. So really cool to see EC3. Looking forward to seeing where he, War Machine, Ricochet, all these signings kind of play into their upcoming plans for the TakeOver in New Orleans. So that should be great to see. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, TakeOver really getting a run for its money by the Rumble on Sunday night. One of the better overall TakeOver shows in recent, or one of the better Rumble shows in recent memory, if only because people didn't leave pissed off for the first time in at least five years at this uh, Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So really cool to see as an overall show. I thought it was good. The undercard was not amazing by any means, um, but I thought as an overall show, it, it was it was decent. Um, real quick, the kickoff match is we had Kalisto, Grand Metallic, Lindsay Dorado beating TJP, Gentleman Get Jack Gallagher, Drew Gulak, The Revival beating Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Bobby Roode defending his United States Championship against Mojo Raleigh. So, all decent matches. Uh, but when it came to the Rumble on Sunday night, where did this fall for you, Sal? Like, overall, were you, did it live up to your expectations? Were you going into the show thinking you'd be disappointed? What were, you, were Leaving the show, what were your thoughts on it? It met my expectations because I went in with very little expectations just because I always go with the Rumble with high expectation only to be disappointed so i set them low this year so it definitely exceeded and more this year not just because you know there was a very little matches that i actually was invested in most of the show them probably the match that was a sleeper for me was uh the raw tag team match just because i was already drained from the rumble like from the excitement of watching it so by the time that came on i was just kind of like you know in nap mode but other than that, the show was overall a very good show. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I thought the two Rumble matches themselves delivered, which, you know, I mean, our first time getting two Rumble matches on the same show, um, and it's something maybe we will or won't see in the future. I thought both matches delivered in spades, so I'm sure they will bring back the Women's Rumble in the future. Um, but before we get to the Rumble matches themselves, we had AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, a handicap match, two-on-one for the WWE Championship. Good Entertaining opener, Styles emerging victorious, still the WWE champion. Obviously, we found out later on he will be facing Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title at WrestleMania. Um, but we found out next week, though, on SmackDown, we found out this past Tuesday, next week, Owens, Zayn, one-on-one, number one contenders match for the WWE championship. Winner goes on to face Styles for the belt at Fastlane. So, where is this going, so? Are we getting an Owens-Zayn split officially? kind of came out of nowhere. Are you excited for it? Do you want this styles owen Zayn feud to continue? I can. I understand why they're going with the feud. You know, like, Styles just needs 
2000s can't go into WrestleMania as champion. Like, you still have that whole pay-per-view. I don't think it's the right time for Owens and Zayn to split. I mean, I could see an Owens-Zayn's match at WrestleMania, but I, I think they have to kind of... I, in my eyes, I thought they were going to go Owens and Zayn with first, like, Shane McMahon and a partner at WrestleMania. That's what I thought was going to happen because, you know, you still have Shane kind of like, you know, especially with the Rumble, like, you know, how uh, it, the Rumble match ended with um, Zayn technically not tagging Owens um, and then Shane McMahon saying, yep, I saw what happened. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a tease to make us think they're breaking up, but... If they do break up, it's something I don't want to see because I think Owens will be fine, but I think this is helping Zane more than Owens. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Zane's in a prominent role, whereas before Zane was kind of just, I don't know, I hate to say I like the guy, but he was just like a bump. Like, he Mm -hmm. was just like, who is this guy? He's not the guy that uh, beat Owens um, at Battleground that year. Like, someone that you could have saw as championship material, they just... And then he was like that jokey character. So this definitely helps Zane, and I don't want to see him split. At least until maybe a little bit after WrestleMania. Yeah, it's a premature split right now. I mean, these guys have only been together for, what, maybe three months at this point since Hell in the Cell, so maybe three or four months. Um, so they haven't had too much time together, but they've had great chemistry, which is obvious based off the real-life friendship. I mean, that was going to come naturally anyway. It worked well together. Um, I mean, an Owen Zayn match at WrestleMania one-on-one would be fine, but I feel like both guys are deserving of a bigger match that's not second on the card. Um, but what's interesting about this match, other than the fluky finish, which a lot of people saw coming, to kind of set up them as, you know, maybe a possible next number one contender, um, was the fact that Brian or Shane, they did not get involved in this matchup. Neither one of them did, which was pleasantly surprising. I was fully expecting shenanigans, a bullshit finish with them involved, and restart the match or something garbage like that. None of it. I'm not even sure. Or Shane was on the show, as was Brian. But beyond that, they weren't really heavily involved in this match at all. So kind of an update on that storyline. It seemed like for a while we would get Brian um, having someone serve as a surrogate for him against Shane at WrestleMania. I'm not sure if that's the direction they're still going in, but what do you want to see out of this cell? Where do you think this is heading going into WrestleMania? Do you want to see Shane in another WrestleMania match for no real reason? Or would you rather see this quietly kind of abandoned going forward? I think I think I'd rather just see Shane in a match because I it's Vince McMahon's son, so we all know that Shane McMahon, whether or not he's a whatever he does, he's going to be in a prominent role at WrestleMania just because the McMahon name and Vince will kind of do what he needs to do for his son. Um, I even thought of the idea of. Maybe because you need Randy or Randy Orton's not doing anything right now. So I was, um, I was thinking you can do Shane and Orton versus Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania. You know that way you get both Shane and Orton and Zayn, and you get Zayn and Owens. But if Owens and Zayn are going to split, then I have no idea what you do with Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean at this point it's got to be the right match. Like, I'm not sure. I just really feel like I really feel like with Shane. And the Owens and Zayn storyline, like, they've, they've been doing this for a while. Like, they've been feuding pretty much since you went to SummerSlam. Like, they were feuding even before that Owens and, and yeah. Zayn, uh, Owens and uh, Shane were, which was months ago. And they're still feuding. Um, I don't know. I really, It would be a big prominent match for Owens and Zayn, which is great. 
and it elevates them more than, you know, like last year, Styles and Shane had a great WrestleMania match, but it felt like it lowered Styles down. Like it was a big spot for him, but the guy was already a big star and should have been higher up in the card than he was. Um, for Owens and Zayn, it's a good spot for them at WrestleMania. But like, yeah, like you said, what does Orton do right now? Does he go heel? I don't even know if he was on the show on Tuesday. I don't think he was. Um, it's been done to death. It's been discussed to death at this point. But with Randy Orton, does he go heel in the immediate future? What do you do with Orton if he's not involved or continue to be involved in the Owen Zane Shane uh, saga? And I mean, something I would love to see is Orton go heel and face Bobby Roode for the United States title. I don't know if they would put Orton in the United States title match, but it elevates the United States championship for one. It puts Bobby Roode in a prominent feud, and um, you can make Orton heel. And I just, I would love to see a Bobby Roode Orton match. Like, I think that, but I don't know. The United they had Ziggler back. I don't know where you go, but nothing really comes to mind with Orton as a face. I think the guy has to go heel because I can care less for the guy as a face right now. Yeah, he's he's doing a whole lot of nothing right now. I like the idea of putting him in the United States Championship picture, though. Um, I think it's going to help elevate that time. And it depends what they do with Rusev on Tuesday and if they do a double turn, which I would love to see, but I'm not too confident they will do that. But um, I, I guess we'll see. But I, I like the idea of a Bobby Roode-Orton match because it's something we haven't seen before, and it's a good match for Roode at WrestleMania. But I think they might as well just put him in the Honor of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal because it's probably what they'll do with the belt and with him and whatever. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but before we go forward, I do want to mention this real quick. Um, some breaking news that I just saw right here. According to Robbie Fox of BarstoolSports.com, WrestleMania 35 is a done deal, quote-unquote, for, let's see, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So kind of going off what we were talking about earlier, it seems like it will be confirmed very shortly that um, they're heading back to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, promoted as New York, whatever, for uh, WrestleMania 35, the same site as WrestleMania 29. So does that kind of confirm your plans to go to WrestleMania next year? I think I would definitely be going to WrestleMania, and hopefully it's better than 29, because we all know how 29 was. But, <laughs> but yeah, I will definitely be uh, going to WrestleMania, because I, for one, never been, and it's the show of shows, so I'm excited about that news. Looking forward to that. Uh, it hasn't even been confirmed yet by WWE. I think I just heard my wallet open up and pay for the tickets for WrestleMania 35 to go to New Jersey. I'm pretty sure my tickets are already purchased at this point. Uh, should be, uh, hopefully, you know the good thing about that is this year's WrestleMania, I mean, we're getting Styles and Nakamura, but we're also getting Brock and, uh, Brock and Roman, maybe Cena Taker. So I'm kind of glad I'm skipping out on WrestleMania this year. I'm hoping WrestleMania 35 will be a, a fun show. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we get Kenny Omega in the main event. No, I'm just kidding. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll get a good show. And uh, hopefully, you know what? The, the thing is with WrestleMania 29 is that the bar was set so low with that mania because it was terrible. One of the worst WrestleManias of all time. It's going to be hard for them to do even worse than that. So I think we're in for a good show no matter what. The idea that I think, I mean, I know it's a year out, but the main event that I've pitched uh, in my own head, um, I said, Obviously, you got to throw Reigns in there for logical reasons. I think a main event at WrestleMania will be, I think it should be Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles, but we'll see because AJ Styles can very well main event WrestleMania, and Roman Reigns, I just have a feeling he's main eventing just because, you know, how the past couple years went. 
Yeah, I don't know. They're just trying to crown the big dog. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm just not a fan of the fact they keep on putting the guy in the main event. But Vince wants his wish, so hopefully he gets it out of his system with WrestleMania 34 and we can move forward with someone else in the main event of WrestleMania 35 that's not a part-timer with Brock and Goldberg and everyone else they keep on putting these WrestleMania main events. But anyway, going back to the Royal Rumble, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, we had the Usos, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, two out of three falls match. Fun little match with the first fall, ended way too soon in the second fall. And that was it. The Usos stole your SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, it was a good match, ended way too quickly. But based off what we saw on SmackDown on Tuesday, it looks like the Usos are going on to face the Bludgeon Brothers, engaging in a feud of them over the SmackDown Tag Team title. So are you in favor of that sell and your thoughts on the match from the Rumble? Um, I thought the match was good. I, I had a feeling they were uh, that Usos were going to get back-to-back falls. I, I, um, I think the Bludgeon Brothers should be going for the titles. Um, if they win, that'd be great because um, as Luke Harper and Eric Rowan and the Wyatt family, they did never win the titles. But it's a match we've seen before, and we know these two can uh, work well together, or these two teams can work too well together. Yeah, they work too well together. They, they, they've worked well together in the past. The Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos—they had a really, really fun series of matches in 2014. So I'm hoping they have, um, you know, a good series of matches this time around. The Bludgeon Brothers, their characters, we don't really know too much about them. Um, but the matches themselves were always great in 2014, so I'm hoping they can have another fun series of bats. And I, I don't know if the Bludgeon Brothers do win, but I think if Usos make it out of this, I think a good feud, If even if it's on the kickoff show, um, you can call up Authors of Pain because they're going to need something to do. And I think their NXT days are pretty much over. Like, what else can you do with the guys after uh, losing the title match? Yeah, I was surprised. I was really surprised. I was fucking, I was hell-bent on those guys debuting um, this past weekend at some point in Philly, whether it be on Raw or SmackDown, maybe even at the Rumble, but we did not see them. We saw them lose the um, Smack, or the NXT Tag Team title match on Saturday, but I'm figuring, okay, maybe they debut on Monday or Tuesday. No sign of them. No sign of them. So there's really nothing left for them to do, like you said, in NXT, unless they stay stick around for a little while longer to put over, like, War Machine or something, but... Beyond that, um, I think they are just better off on the main roster at this point, and they're fresh faces for either brand. I mean, having them go to SmackDown would be the better fit, but then again, Raw needs more tag teams right now. They literally only have, like, the club, the bar, and the revival, and maybe Slater and Rhino if you want to count them, but beyond that, they don't, and, and maybe Titus Worldwide, but who the hell could possibly care about them, so I don't know. I think Raw needs them more, but either way, they are main roster bound, hopefully fairly soon. Uh, Nakamura winning the men's Royal Rumble match, 30-man Royal Rumble match. We're speaking about this briefly before the show sell. In my opinion, one of, if not the best Rumble match in at least the last 10 years, maybe since the 2010 one, but even better than that, I would say. I thought this start to finish, very well booked. A lot of people came out of this looking strong. Great surprises. One of the big, one of the biggest knocks in the surprises in the Rumble match in recent years, maybe save for the 2016 Rumble, was that we didn't really get many surprises at all. We had, like, what, Ty Dillinger last year? That was pretty much it. Um, yeah. This year we had Adam Cole, Andrade Cien Almas, the first time an NXT champion has appeared in the Rumble match. Um, we had the returning uh, Dolph Ziggler, who cares about, but we had him, the Hurricane Helms, the Hurricane, which was great. We had Rey Mysterio come back in the Rumble match. We had a great final six with Reigns, Balor, Nakamura, Cena, Orton, and Mysterio. Kind of a changing of the guard there. Nakamura winning. 
Um, and like we said, Nakamura, you kind of thought he was going to win, but you weren't really positive based off the company's history of disappointing us with bad Rumble matches. So I liked it a lot. Um, I really, really liked it a lot. And I thought the Rumble match delivered in spades. Um, so your thoughts on the Royal Rumble match on Sunday, the men's Rumble, that is. I thought, the, like you said, the match was booked great. Like, this from start to finish, you know, you had your Elias moment. You had uh, reasonable, um, you know, you had, for the most part, really no one that shouldn't have been the Rumble was in it. I mean, probably three that I would take out is Goldust, Apollo Crews, and Titus O'Neil. But other than that, I feel like everyone that was in the Rumble should have been in the Rumble. Um, with Nakamura winning, obviously, that was a, that was, a, you, like I said, I thought it could happen, but that final four they were good at teasing that you know Cena or Reigns could win this I even thought you know Balor could even pull it off because you know I heard um, you know I thought Balor could have won it and you know jumped the ship to SmackDown because I remember them mentioning at the start of the show that uh, they can go for any titles so I was like alright maybe maybe that's just a little hint by WWE but um, Nakamura winning I think was the right call and I have my reasons why I think Nakamura won and um, I'm not taking anything away from the guy but I think I don't think Vince McMahon woke up this one day and said, "Oh, Nakamura is going to win the Royal Rumble because mm-hmm. I want to put this guy over." I feel like Triple H had heavily heavy influence, of course, but um, also this is WrestleMania, and Vince McMahon wants as many eyes as he can on WrestleMania. So if you get that Japanese crowd, you get a lot of network subscribers from them, and I feel like that's also why you're throwing. Um, I feel like Missing Man also sees that uh, New Japan is a big threat to WWE right now because they have a lot of eyes. So that's just my hot take as to why I think Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. I could be wrong, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's definitely a factor. Um, it's obviously cool to appreciate the fact that Nakamura won it all. But yeah, I think you have a you make a great point there where it's like, you know, we talk about Jinder and the fact that he probably won the WWE Championship. We don't, not even probably, he did win the WWE Championship. Because of the Indian market, and they wanted to boost their popularity over there. Which was it successful? I don't think so. I'm, I'm sure their Indian crowd was did well when they did the tour there a few months ago, about a month or two ago. Um, but you know, beyond that, I mean, it wasn't that much of a success. And the rain sucked too. Nakamura, I think, will be better off in the role. And you're right. I mean, New Japan has been. I mean, they've always been a threat to WWE, but now more so recently than ever before with the success of Wrestle Kingdom, and they have Kenny Omega and all these other people. Jericho going over there for a little, you know, a cup of coffee. So it's cool to see um, that they're finally pushing Japanese talent. I mean, for whatever reason, you're you're probably right in in respect in, in regards to the fact they want to boost their popularity over in the Japanese market. Um, but it, it is cool to see just in a, for the bigger picture. The fact that they are pushing Japanese talent at long last. Um, I know Yokozuna, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was Japanese, I think he was Samoan, but I know he won the Rumble in 93. Beyond that, though, we really have. the last. Sorry, go ahead. The last one that that comes to really mind that could have been pushed all the way as, like, uh, that Japanese crowd was maybe Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, because other than that, all the other ones were either just nothing. They were to open the character. Yeah, I mean, Yoshitatsu, Kenzo Suzuki, Funaki. I mean, all these Japanese guys they've used in recent years have always gone on to be comic relief and nothing more than that. So it's cool to see they're finally recognizing great Japanese talent and pushing them in the forefront for whatever the reason might be. Um, and it's certainly, uh, you know, a fresh change of pace. So 
obviously, you know, yeah. this would, you know, this would, I would, I would assume plant the seeds for Roman Reigns elimination chamber win. Do you think that's the uh, direction they're going in? I feel like that's the direction. I feel like we'll get a, next week we'll get a Miz versus Roman Reigns uh, non-title match where Reigns wins in a qualified shame elimination chamber. It just makes sense from a storyline perspective, but that's where I think they're going. We're getting Reigns Brock for uh, Vince's picture, and I feel like Vince, I'm glad Vince has given us AJ Styles Nakamura. Now I'm wondering um, if AJ Styles can go back as a heel into this match. Because the guy's over as hell as a face. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing just a face versus face because I think the last time we really had that at WrestleMania was John Cena, Shawn Michaels. But also, for some reason, Vince also loves the, you know, having one heel, one face. And we haven't seen any title, a real title feud face versus face probably since Daniel Bryan and John Cena. I would say so. I would certainly say so. I mean, I... I guess you could turn. I guess you could turn AJ if you wanted to, but I don't know. I mean, Nakamura is going to be a big babyface no matter what. But I still feel like you need that top guy like AJ to carry the show. I mean, you could do that. You could do that. He could, they could have him do that as a heel too, which he did for a while in 2016. Um, but I feel like they could get away with this being a big babyface versus babyface match. They need more top heels on SmackDown beyond just Owens and Zayn because Mahal's no longer a thing. And that's that's really about it. They don't really have many other heels beyond them, which is why they keep on rehashing the same feud over and over and over because they don't really have anyone else. Um, but yeah, I think having these guys stay babyface, like we said earlier, maybe turning Randy Orton to kind of rival both guys would be a refreshing change of pace as well. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to the match no matter what. AJ Nakamura should rip it up at WrestleMania. Roman winning the chamber to me seems like a slam dunk. He has yet to qualify, um, but he probably will. Next week, we already have Elias, we have um, John Cena, we have, who was the other person that uh, joined? It was Elias, John Cena, and who was the other person? Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, right, right, right. Um, So with that, kind of, we'll go back to the Rumble in a minute, but with the Elimination Chamber, with the qualifiers on Monday and the people that have already been, you know, confirmed for that matchup, where are we going with these guys? I know John Cena and Elias have already, you know, been doing their little thing for a little while now. With um with John Cena though, do we get a Taker appearance in the Rumble with Braun? Do we get a Triple H appearance in the Rumble? Are we getting that Braun Triple H match? Are we getting Braun and the Miz, which has been rumored for a while? Uh, where would you I, go with these guys going out of the Rumble? You mean the Chamber? Oh yeah, did I say the Rumble? Yeah, I'm sorry, the Chamber. Yep. Yeah. Now, um, I think we may get a Undertaker tease, just because you have to do something at this point, and uh. Mm-hmm. Cena and Elias will probably carry over their feud up until Elimination Chamber and officially end that at Chamber. Um, but Braun Strowman, I have no idea. Um, I can see him doing something with Triple H at WrestleMania, but also, like you said, I heard him in Miz. So I think Braun Strowman deserves Triple H over to Miz. Not Nothing to take away from Miz, but... Triple H is obviously a bigger rub to Strowman than um, Miz. But, um, I think Braun Strowman will probably end up with the Miz over Triple H, as sad as that is. Yeah, I mean, it's a big match for WrestleMania. Um, I don't know. The Triple H match would be bigger, but a Braun-Triple H match, 
on paper, I, I don't know. It's just I, I not a, exciting. Because I, I don't know if you heard, but um, apparently, we'll probably get to it later with Ronda, but apparently I've heard that they want to continue something with Ronda and Stephanie and with Triple H getting involved and then um, maybe leading to attacking matches for, from uh, what I heard. And I don't know if Braun would be in that position. I can see it, but I've also thought, what about Angle? What does Angle do at WrestleMania? Because he has to be in a match, I'm assuming. Yeah, that, that's that been rumored for a while now, too. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be in a match. I think it'd be cool if he was. I mean, we always have these part-timers coming out for WrestleMania. Why not Kurt Angle? I mean, I've said for a while now, I would love to see Kurt Angle and Seth Rollins. I don't know how the fuck you would get to that point. I mean, Rollins is already doing the thing with Jason Jordan, so I don't know if you turn one of them heel or what. Um, but I think Angle and Rollins would be a way bigger match for WrestleMania than Jordan and Rollins, which just screams like second on the card or something like that. You know, I like Jordan. Oh, yeah, no. I, you know? But, I mean, if you want to go into the story, you could have Rollins, quote-unquote, injure Jason Jordan and, you know, storyline, write him off, and then Angle's like that. And then, you know, start a rivalry between Angle because, you know, with the whole storyline, like, oh, that's my son and whatever. Because Rollins deserves more than Jason Jordan. And with Dean Ambrose being on the shelf, we all, I mean, I'm assuming that Dean Ambrose and Rollins were supposed to clash at WrestleMania with Ambrose turning heel. Mm-hmm. So, but that ruined plan. So I don't know if Jason Jordan just taking Ambrose's spot, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I just we're gonna. I guess we're just gonna have to wait. Um, and th- that's the cool thing about WrestleMania right now, coming out of the Rumble, where we kind of have a decent idea of where they're going with certain matches, but not really officially until after the next few pay per views, until after the Chamber, I mean, after Fastlane. Is there any word on how long Ambrose is out? Because I mean, WrestleMania is still technically three months off, so I don't know if Ambrose can come back like a couple weeks before Mania. And- officially start somewhere with Rollins, but because I heard nine months, but I heard also heard that that was just WWE exaggerating an injury to make it seem like a bigger comeback when mm-hmm. he comes back. That's what I was thinking too. I was thinking that as well because someone asked me a few weeks ago, like, oh, do we see Ambrose in the Rumble? I said, absolutely not, and obviously we didn't. Um, but I was thinking that too because when they first announced the injury, when it was reported anyway, not WWE, they were saying like, six to nine weeks or something and then like you said they said nine months officially on tv it's like holy shit like that's a that's a huge gap there like that's a big stretch and and it's not a stretch to say that they wouldn't do that again because they've done it before with braun Strowman last year because they said initially oh he'd be out for a few weeks and then wwe said oh he's gonna be out for six months it's like holy shit that's a long time but the guy ended up coming back in like six weeks so i i could totally see them doing something like that where he's only out for a month or two and then he's back in time for wrestlemania uh, Ambrose and Rollins, even that. It's like Ambrose going heel would be cool, um, but we even that match we've seen a million times. But then again, I would much rather see that over Rollins and Jordan, and even Jordan and Angle. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but Jordan just isn't at that level. Like the guy can be a good heel, but I just do not need to see him in a match with Kurt Angle of all people at WrestleMania. I know this is like way off topic, but actually not really, because after this we got you know Sheamus and Cesaro for versus Rollins and Jordan. For the Raw Tag Team titles, they dropped the Raw Tag Team titles. I'm hearing this morning that, or on Wednesday, whatever, um, that Rollins and Jordan should be entering the Rumble or the Elimination Chamber match in a few weeks. We already got Elias, we got Strowman, we got Cena. Like we said, probably Roman Reigns, and I would assume that Jordan and Rollins are pegged for the next few spots um, to kind of further tease tension and 
you know, allow them to face off at WrestleMania and kind of confirm that match with the card. So, I don't know. I mean, now we have new Raw Tag Team Champions. We already talked about Rollins and Jordan. What happens to the Tag Team Division on Raw now? So, we have Sheamus and Cesaro. Like I said, we have the Revival in the club. And maybe Titus Worldwide and Slater Rhino, but they, doesn't, they don't really matter too much. Do we get a prominent Raw Tag Team title match at WrestleMania? Or will they end up on the kickoff show or in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal again? I really don't know where you can go with these guys in terms of... Now, I don't. I just don't see a tag team worthy enough. I mean, if you want... I can see them going this way because WWE always has people who are feuding become tag team partners. I would hope they're not going there. I would hope they don't do this, but I can see maybe after they're done with their final match, I'm assuming Fastlane, um, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt as a tag team. I just think it would be, I think it'd be interesting. But other than that, who really is a prominent tag team to face these guys? If you don't call up Authors of Pain, Undisputed Era, someone, Mm -hmm. From NXT, there's really just no one that comes to mind, and Jeff Hardy's still on the shelf, so you can't even have the Hardy boys go after them. So, I mean, there's really no one that comes to mind that would fit a prominent match at WrestleMania for the bar right now. Yeah. I mean, I like Authors of Pain. I like, like I said earlier, I think them going to Raw would be the better fit, just because SmackDown's kind of loaded with tag teams right now, and Raw could use all the help they can get with their tag team division. Um, I like that a lot. I like the bar versus Authors of Pain, but... Maybe that's where they're holding off on the bar, and maybe that's where they're holding off on the Authors of Pain getting called up. So we'll see. Um, but I do like that match a lot more than the bar versus Titus Worldwide Part 17 at WrestleMania if we get it. Um, we got for the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar, Kane, Braun Strowman, triple threat match. Pretty much exactly what you thought it was going to be. Uh, a fine little brawl wasn't terrible. Probably better than I thought it would be, to be honest with you, but still not great at all. People were just dead for this because they knew Braun was winning, or uh, Brock was winning, rather. So, Brock, Penn, and Kane saw that coming from a mile away. The match wasn't terrible, just just kind of sort of there. Um, any thoughts on the cell? I mean, I, I went in, I knew what I was going to expect. You know, you're going to get a couple big spots with some big men, and Brock was going to go over. Probably the highlight of this match that might be my favorite is a little um, interaction with Brock and Braun with the knee and then the punch to the head. That was pretty funny. I, I kind of got a chuckle out of that. Yeah, what was that? Was that, like, do you think that's he or just, like, Brock's saying, hey, like, dude, don't fucking, like, hurt me anymore? Like, just kind of, like, a slight, uh, like, reminder think, not to hurt him. I, I think, apparently, um, I don't think it was heat. I think it was just, you know, because I, apparently, you know, it's, it's obviously a wrestling thing. If you spit someone, you're going to get spit twice as hard back. Yeah. So, I think it was just, you know, because apparently, after Brock punched Strowman, he spit slow the F down. So, so, apparently, I don't know. Brock didn't like what he got, and um, I think everyone gets snubbed by Brock because Brock, I don't know, Brock does not like to get hit. I, I've seen Brock snub Roman at Mania 31. Like, he hit Roman hard at WrestleMania 31. I've seen a couple of times. I think he, we all saw what he did to Orton, so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it's heat personally, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I don't think it's heat necessarily. I think you make a good point there. I had seen the same thing. Uh, Brock's just kind of that way. He kind of has heat with like, pretty much everyone backstage between Orton, like you said, Roman Reigns, Jericho, everyone he's gotten ever gotten a scuffle with in the past. Um, so not too surprising there. But the match was what it was. 
Um, the right result. I mean, Braun should have won, but we knew that he wasn't going to. So we get to the main event from the show. Asuka winning the 30-woman Royal Rumble match to solidify her spot at WrestleMania for either the SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship. Uh, so overall, a really fun match. We had a lot of surprises. We had Beth Phoenix, Michelle McCool, Molly Holly, Kelly Kelly, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane. The list goes on and on and on. Um, Asuka obviously winning. We had Banks in there for a while. Becky Lynch got eliminated way too soon, but she was in there for a little bit. And a few others as well. Lita, Tristratus. So a fun match overall. The right result. And in the end, all that mattered to me that I thought made this a great match was the fact that Ronda Rousey did not win. And I was happy Ronda showed up, and I'll talk about that in a second, but I'm happy they didn't take the predictable path in having her win the whole thing, therefore taking away from the rest of the roster. And they didn't have Stephanie in there either, because I figured, I knew for a fact, that when she was at commentary, like, okay, she's going to enter the Rumble. Thank God that wasn't the case. So she was only on commentary, and that was it. So Asuka wins. She does the face-off with Charlotte and Alexa. Then out comes Ronda Rousey. And uh, she makes her grand WWE debut, kind of teasing that she's going to face any one of those women around ringside, Asuka, Charlotte, Alexa, Stephanie, maybe at WrestleMania. And um, and that was that. So, yeah, so Ronda Rousey is in WWE, and Asuka, now a, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble winner. So your thoughts on this, Sal? What, what did you think coming out of this show and the main event specifically? I think the right winner won Asuka. You know, she's you can even go that she is completely undefeated because won the Royal Rumble, so she, so, um, I think it was the right decision, I, I thought Ronda was coming out, because, like you said, I thought Steph, I could have saw this from a mile away, but it didn't happen, thank God, I could have saw Stephanie enter the match at, like, 29, all the women are down, and Stephanie's just kind of, like, teasing the crowd, and then out comes Ronda Rousey, but it didn't happen, it was Trish Stratus instead, but, um, I think the right winner won, and, um, I would like to see Asuka, go for Charlotte. If Ronda, if they don't do Ronda-Charlotte, I think Asuka-Charlotte is a much better match than um, Asuka-Alessa. Definitely. I mean, Asuka-Alexa, we got a few weeks ago on Raw, and it just wasn't good. Like, it really just was not good at all. And unless they... Because we are getting a women's elimination chamber match in a few weeks, and I guess they could put the belt on Banks again or someone else, but... I feel like the real money match there is with Asuka and Charlotte. It's something we've never seen before. And I mean, Banks and Asuka we only saw once this past week, and it was a great match. Um, so I don't know. Do you think Alexa Bliss walks out of that chamber still the Raw Women's Champion? Or do we get kind of the best of both worlds with Asuka going after Charlotte and then Rousey doing the other thing with the tag team match like we talked about earlier? So she does that. We get Charlotte, Asuka, and then maybe... Banks or Bailey wins the Raw Women's title, and then we finally get Banks and Bailey at WrestleMania. Where do you think they're going with each women, uh, each woman, Asuka, Charlotte, Alexa, Banks, Bailey, whoever, going into WrestleMania? I, I think I'm gonna go with Charlotte, Asuka. I feel like that's the money match we get. We can get Asuka. I mean, Asuka. We can get Charlotte back as a heel, which I've been waiting for for a while. I think Ronda will continue a program with. Um, Stephanie and Triple H in that tag team match just because I, I feel like they're going to want Ronda in a prominent role. I'm not saying that Charlotte, Ronda wouldn't be a big match, but I feel like they want to get Ronda in a much bigger picture. Not that, not trying to take anything away from Charlotte. Um, in terms of the Raw, I, my hope is for a Banks-Bailey match, but I can honestly... Sadly, Nia Jax winning the title, and then you go, and then 
facing someone at WrestleMania, I, I, as sad as that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a few different directions they can go with this, but like you said, I mean, I think Charlotte and Rousey would be really, really good. But what I was thinking about earlier, like you said, not to say that Charlotte's beneath Rousey, like at all. I just think they have some unfinished business there with Rousey and Stephanie from WrestleMania a few years ago. Incorporating The Rock and H and Triple H in that, I think it's perfect. I think we get away from H and Angle, which does not need to happen at all. Um, and Rousey's involved in a big match where she's kind of protected by The Rock, and she's not in there the entire time. So I think Asuka and Charlotte would be a better match. You get Asuka on SmackDown. So you have a top face in her. You can turn Charlotte heel. Um, and then on Raw, maybe, like I said, maybe Banks and Bailey. I don't know. There's a few different ways they can go with this, but I'm not sure what else you do because Alexa Bliss, I like Alexa Bliss a lot, but I don't need to see her defending the belt at WrestleMania. Again, I mean, we saw it last year, which was good. But I think just, I don't know, her and Asuka one-on-one just does nothing for me. Because their first match was just not good, like, whatsoever. So, I'm, I'm not really sure. But, um, I don't know, they, they, have some, they have some options here, which is cool. But I will say, I really, really hope that we get a, finally, a one-on-one women's match at WrestleMania. We had, like, three women's matches last year at WrestleMania. None of them were singles. None of them were one-on-one matches. So, I'm hoping that changes this year and we can finally get a one-on-one match with one of these women. Um, but real quick on Rousey before we wrap it up with some other stuff. Um, do you like the fact that she's in WWE cell? Do, are you in full favorite? Or are you one of the people that's saying that she's kind of taking away from the other women? Where do you stand with Ronda Rousey? I am, I'm, uh, I'm actually glad she's in WWE. You know, it gets more eyes on the product, so it's good for the fans. It, um, gets more eyes on the woman, so it's good for the woman. I, I feel like it's an overall good fit because the name alone Ronda Rousey will draw so I feel like um, and I, I I know there's people saying oh Ronda's taking the spotlight Ronda's this and then you have uh, you know Nikki Bella or other women like saying Ronda Rousey's taking up my spotlight and stuff which I think that's just a work that's just like that no, that's just WWE probably telling this week that stuff I don't think they would voice their opinion that publicly about Ronda Rousey good point yeah uh, but um, I feel like it's better I feel like it's better for the women like people don't aren't seeing the bigger picture that this is going to help the women's division in the long run mm-hmm. especially if Ronda Rousey is full time after she films her movie up yeah and I hope she is full time I know she wasn't on Raw this week but like you said I think the current belief is that she will be back what for Fastlane maybe or whatever pay per view is after that yeah or Elimination Chamber or whatever so yeah I mean they have enough time and I think the money match, I mean, I mean, if you want to drag it out, like have Asuka stay on SmackDown for the year and then have Ronda just go on tear up until WrestleMania 35, imagine an unstoppable Rousey versus an undefeated Asuka at WrestleMania 35. That would be a big match. I would, something I would like to see. I like Rousey and Asuka, but... I feel like it's a lose-lose because you shouldn't have Rousey lose in her first match, and Asuka shouldn't be losing at this point in her main roster run. So, oh, no, like, I, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, WrestleMania 35. Oh, 35. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, then 35. Yeah, I like that uh, a lot. You can, yeah, you, you can drag it out a year, like where Asuka goes on a terror on SmackDown and Ronda's just tearing up on Raw, and then they clash at WrestleMania. Oh no, like, I love that a lot. Yeah. So I can. That's fine. I think that's the big match. If you want to keep Oscar undefeated, which I hope they do, because I really don't see anyone 
maybe Charlotte. Charlotte is probably the biggest threat to Asuka, but I really don't see anyone else who can kind of dethrone Asuka at this point. Yeah, no one else really makes sense. Maybe Charlotte, but uh, I don't know about that. Even that would elicit a pretty negative reaction. Banks, Bailey, no. I mean, no one else really makes sense. The only thing I wish that I know it's it's done, it's happened. I know a Charlotte lost on pay-per-view, but imagine if Charlotte was still undefeated on pay-per-view and you had that undefeated Charlotte on pay-per-view versus Asuka undefeated overall. That would have been great, but yeah. fortunately... They didn't even. I mean, this is a year late, but they didn't even end that in like the most meaningful way either. They ended on a random fucking fast lane pay per view with with Bailey. Remember that whole awful thing? So, yeah, that yeah. actually would have been pretty cool if they did that. They dragged it out, but WWE will be WWE. Um, I'm I would not be I would not even be surprised if they had Asuka lose her streak at some point in the next year between now and WrestleMania. But you know that's just the company being expected. Um, you know, doing as expected. But whatever, we'll see. Um, so overall, uh, Royal Rumble, very good show. Before we close it off here, just a few news and notes. Like I said at the start of the show, Jonathan Coachman back in WWE on the Raw commentary team. Wasted no time in making a good impression on Raw commentary on Monday night, replacing Booker T. Uh, was this a long overdue move, Seth, to replace Booker T on Raw commentary? And your first thoughts on Coachman uh, as a Raw commentator on Monday night? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad Booker T is off commentary. Um, Thank God. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Coulter being back in WWE, like that's, you know, he's he's a well-known name. You know, people like when he first when he originally left the company, I guess you could say people were kind of like, you know, really wasn't didn't like Coulter, but you know, given some years and people are glad to see the coach back, and I'm glad to see the coach back, and who knows, maybe someday we can see him, you know, off commentary and have like sort of a manager role or something or something where he did in his last run in WWE. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, I think he did well on commentary for the time that he was around for on SmackDown. It was only a few months, I think in 2008. Um, but anyone at this point is an upgrade over Booker T. I mean, I think the guy from the get-go was designed to be a placeholder because it was supposed to be David Otunga. It was somehow even worse than Booker T. And then they decided, okay, we're going to keep Booker T, even though we have Otunga back. And it just, I don't know. I like Booker T a lot, but the guy on commentary is just not good, like, at all. So, I'm, I'm glad that the coach is back. Hopefully, he can make the commentary team on Raw even better than it is with Corey Graves being there. And Michael Cole, when he's standard, when you know, when he's not doing any bullshit and he's just kind of straightforward, the guy is really good. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping we can get some more chemistry between those three and they can kind of turn into a great team on Monday nights. Um, also announced on Monday, the Dudley Boys are WWE Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame bound. Obviously, two worthy inductees. Who inducts them in the Hall of Fame cell? Um, I think you can either. I mean, they're easy. To, I don't know if you know this, but um, I, I'll get to who I think they should induct them in a second. But I guess the Dudley Boys are the first ECW originals to be going into the Hall of Fame. I think mm, you're probably right. I know they have, you know. I, I guess I, I think Dave Meltzer. I saw Dave Meltzer confirm it, but now that I look back at it, I think that is correct. Probably, but was Terry? I think Terry Funk was on there. Terry Funk's in the Hall of Fame. I think he might have been an ECW original. I'm not sure, but if anyone's gonna know, it's Dave Meltzer. So he's probably right, which is crazy to even think about. But um, I can see. I think. Maybe a dual induction by uh, Edge and Christian would be good. Just 
what they did in the past, um, maybe the Hardy Boys. Um, I just don't know who else really can, in, I mean, you can have, who else would be a good inductee for them. Uh, I mean, if you want, maybe, you know, they have a one-off appearance by Spike Dudley. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, that actually wouldn't be too bad. Spike Dudley WrestleMania. Hey, not bad for uh for Hall of Fame induction. I like Edge and Christian. Though. I think they'd be a great fit. So, um, I also heard um uh, maybe I also heard Mark Henry might be going in as well. I don't know if you heard of that. Oh yeah, Mark Henry. I think yeah, I heard I did hear that a couple days ago. He'd be a great fit too. And we can say that we got to meet him a few years ago before he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I just don't know why they aren't throwing Christian in. I, I've heard, like, for three years now, oh, Christian's going to the Hall of Fame, and for whatever reason, they just don't put him in. <laughs> yeah, they keep bumping him. Yeah, he'll be in eventually. I'm sure he'll be in in the next few years. I mean, they might wait until, uh, they have the Dudley boys. Not that Christian would be going in as a tag team because Edge is already in. Um, so, I don't know. I think they might wait a little longer just yeah, because. I mean, we have a, right now we only have two confirmed. If Mark Henry's three, we usually get, you know, five to six and Dudley yeah. plus uh It was interesting because we didn't get into a celebrity last year. I think they were going to do Shaq, but because you pulled out of WrestleMania with the whole thing with Big Show and that never happened, I they never had a celebrity inductee. They had the Warrior Award go to like Eric Legrand, I think his name was, but um they didn't have um they didn't have a celebrity last year, which was interesting. Yeah, because there's some questionable celebrities in this Hall of Fame. Like, what did this guy do? <laughs> yeah, Drew Carey. But uh, Drew Carey had a legendary performance in the 01 Rumble. Isn't that deserving of a uh, Hall of Fame spot? Oh, yeah, no. It's <laughs> uh, Drew Carey. No, nah, but I, if they, I'm trying to, I mean, someone I can see them just putting in the Hall of Fame is, um, I totally just, Maybe Flow Rider, just because they're always using his songs at WrestleMania. But I really don't know anyone else that really comes to my mind because mm-hmm. who's? I mean, Hugh Jackman's not in, right? No, but he should be. He should be, but he's not. And then, um, what's his name? Um, I forgot his name. Uh, he acts in Green Arrow. He had that little thing with Stardust at one point. Oh, Stephen Amell. Yeah, I think he's doing something with the yeah. Bullet Club. Hey, they could always call him up to go in the Hall of Fame, though. So, wouldn't surprise me. So I mean, but. I, I think the Dudley Boys, Goldberg, obviously deserve it. Um, and I think that also, I think The Undertaker definitely not going in this year confirms that he will be wrestling at WrestleMania 34. That's another reason, because people are like, oh, Undertaker's done after that promo. If he was done, he would have been going to the Hall of Fame in the building where the street broke. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool. I would, I would be happy to see him inducted, but I don't and also, know. also, with Undertaker, I think, I hope for the love of God, I think this is his last one, but I think just to not make it obvious, I think Undertaker should say, win or lose, he's done. So, you know, maybe he does win in this, you know, rise into the sunset. Or I was thinking, what if the dead, the dead man is retired but not badass Taker? Because I don't know if you remember from uh, Cena's debut, uh, he was badass Taker at the time when he said, not bad kid. Mm-hmm. So I could see that, but... We'll have to see how that plays out, hopefully, around the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, they got some time to figure it out, but um, 
Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with Taker. I know they didn't set up anything at Raw 25 because their report was, oh, they're going to wait for a few weeks. It's like, if there's any time to set up, it would be at Raw 25. But they have three I months till WrestleMania. I, someone, someone made a good point um, as to why they didn't set anything up. I, As dumb as it is, I think it's because the WrestleMania sign wasn't in the crowd. Like, in the background, they kind of want that picture of Cena Taker looking at the WrestleMania sign, ah, which, makes sense, yeah. which makes sense. So I was yeah. like, all right, that's a good that's a good point. But. It's a typical WWE excuse, but you're absolutely right that I could see that being a legit reason as to why they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Just because they really want that fucking sign. Ronda Rousey coming out for her first appearance, pointing at the sign for like 10 hours. It was ridiculous. But yeah, they love that damn sign in the background for all their pictures. So that seems like a legit, uh, a legit reason to not do the uh, angle on that show. So, anyway, uh, I think that's about it for everything that happened, I mean, at least the most important stuff. Uh, did you see Rockstar Spud as the new 205 Live GM? Are you familiar with him at all from TNA? Um, yeah, I know who that is. Um, yeah, I guess they're going with the name Drake Maverick, which is all right, you know. I'm wondering if he's going to take off the suit at one point and insert himself into uh, 205 Live because, you know, obviously he fits that mold, but... Um, We'll have to see how that plays out, and I'm pretty. I, I think it definitely will get more eyes on the product just because. I mean, I I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted uh, some 2018 predictions, and I tweeted that. I I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I could be right, but I, I tweeted that by the end of the year, 205 will be 205 will be live. 205 live will be dead. It will mm-hmm. not be airing on W Network anymore. Yeah, that was that was one of my bold predictions for this year. But if you know. They have him there, and they get some more names on 205 Live. I can see it succeeding, but I think the reason why the cruiserweights aren't doing good is just because it's not what it used to be. You're like, not that you're giving them too much focal point, but like, it's like you're make, trying to make us care when we don't. Yeah. It's not. It's like not natural. Yeah, and there's just nothing to care about, or at least there wasn't. I like Rockstar spotting the role a lot. And um, I like the tournament they're doing to crown a new champion, but and, then, ah. and you're losing, and you're losing all your superstars. You're lo- you lost Neville, Enzo Amore, who the hell knows? Yeah, so he got released. Uh, Austin Aries. So you, it just seems like this 205 Live like is like it's almost cursed. Like people yeah. get hurt. People like nothing goes right for this brand. Yeah, at this point, it really has been cursed. I've been saying that for a while, where the cruiserweights feel like they're cursed. Um, at least, you know, they have a day with Tommy, and they have seemingly banned as GTS, which is kind of dumb. But, you know, they brought, they brought in Tyler Bate last night, seemingly for a one-off. They have um, Roderick Strong, like you mentioned earlier, coming in for a match next week. So, maybe they're on the up-and-up, we'll see. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. So far, it's been a failure. But if they really want to take this thing seriously going to WrestleMania, I'm in full favor of it. But beyond that... I don't know. I would just say cancel it too. I agree. I mean, they got to tape it before SmackDown too. That's 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 been an issue since day one. We've been saying that since you know since it started. So that's not a new complaint at all. But the crowds just do not care after SmackDown in the slightest. Now, especially with the mixed match challenge happening after you know SmackDown too, the show doesn't start until yeah, fucking ten thirty. I really even haven't watched the mixed tag team challenge, but I was looking at the numbers, apparently it's gone, it went, it has gone down by like 30,000 viewers each week, like it started at like 130,000, they went down to 90,000, I guess last night was like 60,000, so, yeah. Mixed Match is not doing so well as well. Yeah, no, it's been a fine show, I mean, the thing's entertaining, but 
I would not say it's musty. I would not say, oh my God, Sal, if you're not watching it, you're missing out on the greatest wrestling of all time. Like it's it's not. Like if you're watching it, it's okay. If you're not, you're not you're not missing anything at all. So like I'm keeping up. I know who's winning. But yeah. yeah. I think like the whole. I think what ruined it is kind of making it on Facebook because then people have to go on Facebook. Like they can't just log on to the network and watch it. So. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a little out of the way. Um, and I don't know where they archive it. I think it's on the network, but I've only seen people say that. I haven't seen the WWE say that. Like they're not really doing a great job of promoting uh, promoting this thing. As the uh, you know, if you're not watching it live, like where the hell can I watch it? So I don't yeah. know. You know, it, it's weird. But uh, the show's been okay. But it's by far not anything must see in the slightest. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a very newsworthy week. So it's a great time to have you on the show to discuss it all from Takeover to the Rumble. And everything else happening in between. Uh, look forward to hopefully talking again on the road to WrestleMania and breaking down everything else we're going to see between now and WrestleMania. But I will say this, though. When we discussed having you here on the show a few weeks ago, um, I was nervous. We were both nervous. Like, we were gonna, we're either going to have a good show to talk about or a really, really bad show to discuss. And either way, we were going to have some fun. And I'm glad we were able to review a good rumble for a change and not come on here and shit all over the entire thing. Oh, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that's probably my biggest relief you know I, I went into this weekend kind of fearing because you know you want to start off the road to WrestleMania hot like because I feel like after you know after SummerSlam WWE kind of goes into like you know I don't know a drought like you know it's kind of dry so mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're kind of on the exciting road to WrestleMania of course starting with Nakamura winning and um I'm excited to see where it goes um and see what surprises WWE has in store for us same. I'm looking forward to this road to WrestleMania. I think it has potential. I say that every single year, but uh, I think this year they have more potential than they have in recent years. So I'm looking forward to this WrestleMania. They kicked it off uh, on a high note on Sunday night with the I, Royal Rumble. Because I think probably out of the 30s, I think I would say 31 is my favorite. Um, you know, 33 wasn't bad, but I, I, I can see 34 topping 31 because you just have so many guys on that roster that you can just make an amazing stack show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we already know AJ Nakamura is happening. So that's a, you know, that's a step in the right direction. So the rest of the card should fill out nicely in the coming weeks. But uh, that being said, my man, any final word before we let you go? Obviously people can follow you on the Twitter machine at the wrestle guy. Any, any final word before we let you go? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. We covered everything. Um, like you said, we're, it's going to be exciting road to WrestleMania, and um, I really have nothing else that I really need to talk about because, you know, we covered it for the most part. We covered EC3, we covered NXT, the Royal Rumble itself, Raw and SmackDown, so I think we covered it all. Sounds good. I know I'm going to hang up the phone and think, like, damn, I missed that. Because you brought up the EC3 thing. I'm sure there's other things that happen that I'm completely forgetting about, but it seems uh, like, you know, I we covered all the one main thing stuff. We can really, there's probably one thing we can talk about, Bobby Lashley. Sure, yeah. You think he's coming before or after WrestleMania? You know, I'm going to say after WrestleMania, because if he's not, if he didn't show up in the Rumble, which I don't think he could have anyway, because I heard his contract expired on February 1st, which would be today when the show drops. Um, I guess they could bring him in before WrestleMania, but then, like, what do you have him do? I like the match with Brock, which they've been talking about, and, you know, a lot of fans have been wanting to see that for a few years now. But if he's facing Roman, it's not happening. So, yeah. um, I don't... I mean, the only thing, you can, only thing I can really see you do with Bobby Lashley, I think it's kind of... Brock would have to resign, of course, but have Roman beat Brock 
And then you can have Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar kind of like tease that they're leaving, you know, say, oh, we're leaving, you know, like, because we all know that your contract's up, and then um, Bobby Lashley comes out. I mean, I can see that, but it all, but it's all up to Brock. It's in Brock's shoes, I think, that we sign or not. Hey, hashtag book it. Why even wait until WrestleMania 35 to do that match? I would say do it at SummerSlam, if only because we might be there. You know what? Whatever show we're going to be at, whether it's SummerSlam or WrestleMania 35, now that we know it's going to be New Jersey, probably sort of. It's not confirmed yet, but pretty much confirmed at this point. Um, it, you know, it seems like whatever show we're going to be at, I hope we get Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. If it, happen- if it happens at SummerSlam, fuck WrestleMania, I'm going to SummerSlam. So either way, i got to see that match. Oh, yeah. No, I... I think it would be a SummerSlam match. Just because I don't think you can drag out that for, for a whole year. Yeah, yeah. Like they did with Braun and Brock. Remember they had that set up for a while, the night after WrestleMania, and they did it at, like, you know, they did it at No Mercy, but they also had them interact at SummerSlam, too. So, yeah, no, I mean, and it would put something fresh for Brock because Brock really has, like, worked with almost everyone that we kind of want to see him work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his run. So there's very few people I want to see Brock probably work with left. I mean... We all know Roman's going to dethrone the Beast, so. Yeah, we already know Roman's know. winning. So, um, maybe you can have Brock, you know, sign a six-month contract and maybe have Bobby Lashley be the new wrecking machine to WWE, and maybe Brock just leaves for good. Because, you know, I mean, he's certainly collecting enough money, so. Yeah, at this point, I mean, if they wanted to do a contract extension with Brock, I would love that. I think that's been rumored too, where they have him work Mania and it's not his last date, but they extend the contract for another six months for him to put over Bobby. Hey, you know what? That'd be awesome. That would be great. Cause I mean, having Roman beat Brock in Mania, eh? You know, we all know it's coming. I mean, that would be a fine match for him to leave on too. But I think having him put over Bobby. Um, even more so would be a better idea going into SummerSlam. That's a, that's a huge attraction too. That's a major attraction for SummerSlam. So if you want to bring, you know, put butts in the seats, as they say, for SummerSlam in the Barclays Center, that's a good way to do it. So whether it's SummerSlam or WrestleMania, my man, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, whether it be one of the two shows, maybe both, we'll see. But if WrestleMania is indeed coming to Philadelphia, I would definitely recommend saving up for WrestleMania because I will sure as hell be there, and I'm sure I'll see you there as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for coming on the show, dude. As always, always appreciate and enjoy having you on. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. All right, dude. I'll catch you on the road. Adios. Adios. As for me, folks, you can find me on the Twitter machine and follow me there at WrestleRant. Find me on Facebook, too. Like the page. Give it all thumbs up at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. Find me on YouTube at YouTube.com backslash C backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. And obviously, check out WrestleRant Radio. New episodes up every single Thursday. Not only on NextDareWrestling.net, but also... Right here on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. You get every new episode on Thursdays and every archived episode ever, dating back to October of 2013. It's pretty amazing, so download today. With all that being said, folks, we'll be back next Thursday, another all-new episode of WrestleRant Radio. Until then, I'm Graham G.S. and Matthews. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Do a step, do a step, okay.